Hello and welcome to Kids Get Queer with the Internet, a Girl Meets World podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Keith. And today we're discussing Season 2, Episode 28 of Girl Meets World, entitled Girl Meets Communism. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Visit audibletrial.com slash gmwpodcast for your free audiobook download. Or don't. <laughs> Alright, so Keith is back in action. and uh, Some would say. It's crazy up in here. We're talking about communism. Uh-huh. Uh, we're spelling it incorrectly. Yep. Um, this is an interesting episode. <laughs> it was supposed to be quite a while ago. Turtlenecks are back. Zay is weird again. Yeah, one thing I did notice was not only did Farkle have his turtleneck, he also had a sweatshirt over his turtleneck. Yeah. And if you look around, no one else was dressed warmly. Yeah. So you, I mean, it's one thing, like, it must have been always the case. Yeah. But Corey Fogelmanis must be really hot on set. I just thought about that. <laughs> a lot of lights. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Though I'm sure nowadays, the last few episodes, I'm not including this one, everybody's all bundled up for the winter, quote-unquote, yeah. so all of them are hot. Uh, also, Danielle directed this episode, Danielle Fischel Topanga, so that's a, that's a point of interest that we might come back to it later. Uh, but let's get into the grading. So, you want to go? You want me to go? What do you want to do You can here? go, since the uh, script has you first. All right, all right. Um, I I didn't like this episode, I, so I, I want to just say straight off, like, I like Girl Meets World, I didn't like this episode, if you don't want to hear me be negative for an hour... Turn it off. Listen to the next one. I probably will like Bay Window. Or don't. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, it was. I think it was sort of the Farkle's choice of the season. I think last year and this year they had an episode they pushed way later, and I, to me it signified that they knew what they had. You know, they even the writers and the tweets and everything weren't really pushing this episode as much because they push other things, and it's like okay, this is not our best work. I don't know why then the reaction is, let's push it far down the line and make it even weirder and make draw more attention to it. I have a a theory for that, but I also, I just want to walk up to somebody and just push them and be like, you're the Farkle's choice of the season. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that they did that because I think that they're worried when they have an episode, they look at it and say, this is really lackluster. Yeah. We cannot put this at the beginning of the season yeah. because then we run the risk of getting defunded, getting canceled, whatever. You need to build up enough momentum, enough confidence in yeah. what you're doing before you can throw in some garbage. I'm also wondering if – so both years now we've had this weird thing where like January, February, like the, the winter season – they think people don't walk TV as much or something, it seems like, because they'll have, like, a couple weeks off. And then yeah, an isn't it a school a break weeks. right now? Yeah, I so, don't really, I don't yeah. understand why they seem to think that people walk more in the summer. I mean, they are home, but, like, still, either way. Yeah, they, they do these weird things where they have random breaks in the in the winter, so maybe they think, like, oh, people might even miss this one, and, like, they'll come back for, like, the, the finale or whatever. Fingers crossed they might miss this one, guys. <laughs> We're still putting out there just because, but... I mean, I, I understand the investment was put in, but okay, so but either way, I am uh, I, I'm aiming towards more of like a C minus on this episode. I didn't think it was without its moments. It had some humor here and there that worked for me, um, and nothing was like terribly awful about it. It's I just thought that the message was muddled, and I just didn't really agree with it. And I, I, some of the logic going on here, some of the like, it, it just kind of felt like propaganda against com- communism which i like i'm not saying i'm like yay communism forever mm-hmm. but like propaganda it, is never a good thing yeah it, i mean propaganda is 
education without the education. And mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to. So it's never a good thing. Yeah, it was just, like, simplistic and, like... And the fact that it's aimed at kids mm. is just, like, is what bothers me more. Especially kids who probably have not had this in school yet. Yeah. So, yeah. meaning, when they get into this, this will inform many of their thoughts on the subject from yeah. the beginning. It was just a very simplistic view of, of what happened with communism and what communism is, and a very pro-capitalistic, consumeristic... And, and na- very nationalistic. Yeah. And, and, and so, like, I'm not saying, again, like, I'm not anti-America, I'm not anti-capitalism, but, like... There are issues there, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like that was addressed. I felt like it was like down with the commies, yay America, mm-hmm. hell yeah, like it's America, yeah, like and it, it just felt it felt simplistic yeah. and and it also the, the the root of the message here and the fact that I think that why they called it communism yeah. is that it's all about individuality and like be it be yourself, be an individual, which is such a stupid basic every episode message. Yeah. It's like you really is the only way you could think of to put that message out there was to attack communism. For, co- co- I can't even say communism anymore. Yeah. So I think so I guess what you're saying is communism in this sense is banality average sort of yeah. like there's nothing special about you yeah kind of stuff which i mean i'll get even to the point when we get we're actually we're gonna go scene by scene but like when he talks about that whole thing like you're you're just average yeah the fact that that's like considered like the worst thing possible yeah is just like something i guess don't agree with like there's nothing wrong with being average there's nothing wrong with the c most people are average like you know it's like be yourself sure but be I, yourself unless you're average. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean it thoughts. is. It's super full of contradictions. I will say, yeah, I am in about the same range as you, CC minus range. Yeah, and I think I probably would have gone lower, except that from the beginning, it never hooked me, mm. and so I never became invested mm. in anything that happened. Therefore, I couldn't get angry at anything. Yeah, it was like, yeah. I expected it to be about like this. Yeah. <laughs> so, honestly, every scene kind of contradict uh, the next one with, like, who was playing what role. And, you know, like, the message is, is always, like, it, it's so weird to me where it's, like, you can have something be, like, teamwork is important. And then say, like, if you got anything through the help of other people, then you're worthless. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and then to boil down these ideas to such garbage and to have this little... We can talk about this more specifically, but I'll, I'll I'll use Lucas here now when he was saying, yeah, you know, he he has these little talks and and Corey too, and he says he has his own logic and his own little bubble of environment where he makes up these points that don't actually make sense, but they follow each other and support each other. Yeah, and when he gets to the end, he says, "Oh, I proved my point." Yeah, but if you say like, "Okay, let's back up and look at reality in a global context," is anything you said actually true, mm. or is it all just something said to produce the next thing? It's part of what you're saying there also that, that, that the whole crux of their lesson and argument is that they became talking in unison crazy people, which, I mean, I understand that it's comedy and you're gonna yeah. make it a bigger deal, but that just, like, it's just so ridiculous that it doesn't actually feel like it's saying anything, because, like, that isn't... I mean, I, they're trying to do, like, an allegory, it's, it's I guess. because like, they're, they're fighting about different things, because what they're doing is they're upholding nationalism yeah but only nationalism that their side is on yeah they are denouncing assimilation but they don't actually ever say the word assimilation nor actually give it its own body yeah um they're talking about communism as an extreme as like 
the way that we don't do it, mm. which is also weird by saying, don't be assimilated unless you get assimilated to us. Yeah. Uh, they also briefly mention, Lucas says something, and it's like talking about uh, McCarthyism briefly. Yeah. Have you and, ever been part of the, have you ever keyed it on right, a test? Right, right, right. Have you ever and been so part of And so basically it almost seems like they're demonizing a little bit what Lucas is saying, but in the very next breath, it becomes completely defended and being like, oh, well, that's the justice system. Mm. So that's weird to me because I don't know what they're fighting at that point because I don't know if it was an editing thing or writing what got left out. It was like, if it felt like it might have been neutral once, but it certainly seemed like they were almost supporting McCarthyism mm. by the end of that. Um, Just because they're so anti-communism. Yeah, and it was it, hard to tell at the beginning exactly what they were anti because it yeah. almost... It almost set itself up to be something interesting. Yeah. I, I think. If you took out some of the things where characters are both too stupid and too smart at the same time, it almost set itself up to be neutral because of the way it unfolded. But, like, right around the midpoint, it really, you know, like you said, it just became propaganda. Yeah. We will get into more specifics yeah. uh, later. Do you want to we'll quickly throw in thought, basic thoughts on the Augie stuff? Um. I didn't. I think it was interesting, but not great. Yeah, that's how I feel. About I, well, it. My my basic. So I saw a lot of people thinking like it was like one of the worst doggy things. It definitely was I, not. I, one. I, I, mean, I no. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree. I, I've had times when when I feel like the storylines are badly written. Usually with Ava stuff earlier on that I like. It was difficult for me to even walk the scene. I didn't really feel that way. This episode, the scenes were very quick. They were fine. They weren't. Like, I didn't like them, yeah, but I mean, they didn't bother me. Yeah. It was interesting to have a new set. I think they probably could have done this in a different episode, yeah. introduced that, because I don't know what it gave to this one particularly. Yeah. Other than be a little... yourself. As, remember, it has nothing to do with the comedy. It's yeah. the episode about being <laughs> yourself, which is like any episode ever. Yeah. Be yourself unless you're not like us, <laughs> but don't be like them, because then you're not being an individual. Be like us and be an individual. <laughs> Yeah, it's really, it's all screwed up, and it really comes down to everything that's said is basically garbage, and it really all becomes be on our side, not theirs. Mm. Almost all the specifics, if you get into it, fades away, and it all comes down to us versus themism, nationalism, things like that. It's not actually about any of the talking points. It's more about be like us, not them. Mm. Um, let us... So now, do we want to, I guess, quickly read the definitions of communism, capitalism, yeah. and socialism? You, you have that up? Yeah, I have yeah. that up. So we just wanted to kind of get into, because I think they really glossed over what co- communism at its heart actually is, because it has a very specific uh, definition, yeah. being the Communist Manifesto, Marx and Engels, and it really has a lot to do with class struggles and the condition of the world at that time being mm. the beginnings of you know, true capitalism in the wake of the uh, Industrial Revolutions and the conditions that existed with poverty and exploitation and things like that. So it really came from a very specific place. It often gets confused with socialism in a general sense. Sense? Thank sense. <laughs> Word of the day. Uh, I do think, I want to say, like, it was not like... It's not like a criticism that they didn't talk about socialism, but I feel like they they could have and they probably should have. They didn't have to. Yeah. But but they should have at least actually defined what they were talking about if they didn't. Yeah. Because I do think that this, I think they really could have talked about the differences. And honestly, Riley probably would be pro a lot of socialist stuff. I know Rowan is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So. You know, and I think you could even potentially make the argument that Corey would be pro, pro some yeah. socialist stuff. I mean, the biggest thing so, is socialism and communism, but socialism in a broader sense is easier to talk about. Uh, the word 
is taboo. Mm. The, the idea is taboo, but if you actually think about it and go into it, like, there are a lot of things even in American culture which you can define as socialist structures which are beneficial to a lot of people. And in the end, it just becomes small-scale applications are more manageable, thus mm. can stay more pure to the ideals and actually be effective as opposed to being usurped by somebody. So I do – okay, so I'm going to read these definitions from the internet. But before I do, I just want to say, like, I don't consider myself, like, a scholar on any of this stuff. I don't, like, totally remember all the history that I've learned about communism. I know there are issues there. I know everything. But, like, it's just that – and so I, I didn't complete when I finished the episode, I didn't completely know what my issue was because I was like, I don't know exactly. Like, I'm not – again, I'm not like, yeah, rah-rah communism. But it was – it was just – it left me with a distasteful feeling. And so we've tried to gather some research here and, and be able to talk about this intelligently. But we'd love to hear other people's intelligent, logical points about this stuff too. And um, I did take European history three times in college because I didn't <laughs> go the first two years. Um <laughs> But so I have a whole big pile of textbooks right next to me. <laughs> and and uh, even if I didn't do my homework, I definitely listen sometimes. <laughs> so I do have some idea and I have a lot of resources right here that we'll try to gloss over. Anyways. So communism, it says, is a political theory derived from Karl Marx advocating class war and leading to society in which all property is publicly owned and each person works and is paid according to their abilities and needs. Now, uh, this is this now socialism, on the other hand, is a political and economic theory of social organization that advocates that the means of production, distribution and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole. So what I'm taking from this as like the main difference here mm-hmm. is that in communism, it's all property is owned yeah. by the government versus not socialism. Even, is not about even production. the government, because that's it's yeah. uh, the proletariat. Yeah, let's. So it's the working class is the majority mm. at this point you know these are the people that are the bulk of the population but the population with the least uh, say input voice and are being treated the worst they're saying in, in a capitalist society there the in one, an yeah. early capitalist yeah. society and one could argue still yeah um but so the, the idea is that in this place in the world history you need these people to have a say, to rise up. And the idea is that once this occurs, society will be classless. Mm. Everybody will be on an equal footing and everybody shares and owns everything. There's no private property. You get what you need. No yeah. more, no less. That way everybody gets what they need. Yeah. And so in, in, as Marx says, according to what I've read, socialism is a stopgap on the way to communism because socialism isn't everybody owns everybody else's property. It's just that the, the modes of production, you know, and making sure that people get what they need, yeah. but you still have what, – what's yours is still yours. Yeah. It's the important it's, businesses, the, the, you know, the important services – are heavily regulated, if not owned by the government, who can yeah. make sure that everything is fair and distributed in a way that everybody can live in a way that they, you know, A, can survive and B, yeah. you know, can do so to their... Um, yeah, and we certainly have some socialist practices in America that yeah. are currently going, and there are people who want even more or even less, but, you know, things like Medicare, all that kind of Police, stuff. Police, fire. I mean, that's, that's debatable. I think that's debatable as far as, like, is police just a basic function of what a government is? You know, I like what capitalist society doesn't have a police force. Well, I'm not arguing that. Yeah. I'm saying that element of capitalist is, is society. It, okay, yeah. I, I can see that. Do you, should I read capitalism? I didn't read capitalism. 
Yeah, let's go into capitalism. Okay. So capitalism, it says, is an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by the state. Yeah. So it's all it is. I mean, like, there's a thing that the core of this comes down to is it's about competition um, and it's about, you know, certain people will rise up and that their incentive will help them to work harder and they'll rise up and then other people will be down at the bottom and there has to be winners and there has yeah. to be losers. Right. Um, but there's also, good things about that and bad things about and that. And very important is the time period where this comes from is if you weren't a winner and you were a loser, you were worthless and, I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah, like, people worked to death, you know, locked in in factories that, you know, that caught fire, things like that. Yeah. And so it, in this time, it really was something had to be done uh, about class structures. Yeah. So, you know, we just wanted to, I guess, start off with that basic... Yeah, and I'll try to zing some things in as we go. He's going to zing some things in. Yeah. Um, all right, should we get into the actual first scene? Yeah, let's get in it. All right, scene one. Uh, so we start off with the honor board, and I, I have just, like, a weird aside here I wanted to talk about with the honor board, yeah. which is months, many months ago, before yeah. Secret of Life ever came out, mm-hmm. I had a listener send us a early script... For Secret of Life. Okay. And half, so, it, and it was like mostly accurate, but halfway through, there was a scene with the honor board. Okay. Where uh, Zay yeah. stole someone's lunch and had to go to the honor board. And, um, you know, it, it was it was interesting because I, because I, I, you know, a lot of it was, a lot of that script had been real and I, I read some of it. Yeah. And, uh, but then when it, there was no honor board thing and I was like, that's weird. And so it's interesting. I don't they know. Recycled it, you see yeah. If they, if they decided to take that out or if like maybe that script was a combination of that two is episodes. That's interesting because one of the things that I saw very early on is why is Zay socialist now yeah and then in the very next scene has nothing to do with that and it seems like they did just kind of i mean honestly zay has no place in this episode really no. aside from he could have just been in that opening scene as a troublemaker yeah. and then but not. then in the end he was very much aligned with yeah. lucas and he was you know and I, I it is interesting to think about how we would have re- received him if this was the second episode we saw him in which is what yeah. it was supposed to be and i think it would have received him even worse because I would have been like, this is what you're doing. Just try to develop him further and connect him more with the group. This did absolutely nothing to connect I him mean, with the group. I mean, you should have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like, it doesn't... And so, like, now that we're seeing it later, I'm like, well, at least I know Zay can be somewhat good later. So it doesn't bother me as much. But, yeah, if we had seen it in the context of it being his second episode, it would have been uh, not so great for him. Yeah. It's just an interesting thing. So we do have this whole honor board thing. And I, I thought that was funny. I think in that script, there was a whole joke about how, you know, Riley's so honorable or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. But but her daddy got her on the honor board. And that, that, <laughs> that alone kind of invalidates the whole idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But, I thought it was interesting how Yogi mm-hmm. had not a major part, but a significant part in that. Yeah. And you had uh, Darby and Sarah... Who were important enough to be there, but not important enough to say anything. Yeah. I, don't know. Like, I just feel like you could spread out the lines a little bit, guys. Yeah. There's no reason. I did like Yogi's little, like, cheering on for Zay thing. It is interesting that it seems like Yogi is their favorite of the of the extras. That he he's had a lot of just, like, random more to do lately, more than other people. Um, yeah, and I believe they're probably capitalizing on... To an extent, the shock factor that he's he's this little, you know, yeah, the, the kid yeah. in there and he's like a, a comic relief in a way that I think is actually being used 
as comic relief and not just a gimmick yeah. to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? What would, what would you do if uh, we didn't see Yogi through all of high school and then at graduation, senior year, he comes in and he's a giant guy? <laughs> that would be pretty great. It would, it would fall along the lines of some of the, like, the Minkus, oh, yeah, I was just on the other side yeah. of the school. Hey, Mr. Turner, wait up. Um, and it would be interesting if they did that, but I don't know if that's a reason to, to fire the yeah. actor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Yogi. Um, yeah, but, so there's this whole thing, so, like, they're punishing Zay, Zay's, like, the Robin Hood, he's Robin Lunch, and, uh, I don't know, this whole thing was just kind of weird. But- it was, it could have been interesting, Yeah, they didn't do anything with it, therefore it became nothing, weird. it just yeah. became <laughs> distracting. Yeah, so we, we lead into the second scene by Riley just basically being like, I love punishing people, it's all about not being emotionally involved, and then, of course, Q, Maya, and Farkle yeah. coming in. I did think it was interesting. So Maya cheated off of Farkle. I did think it was interesting that they also had... It wasn't just Maya who was in trouble at Farkle. Farkle's creepy stalkerness actually was his downfall for once, which, I mean, wasn't like they put a lot of points into that. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. Yeah, in a way. Not that he actually had any consequences of anything. Not like Uh, anyone did. Yeah. yeah, I will say, there was... The thing that I was interested in about this was they were starting to get into some of these things where Riley was defending that... If Maya learns by cheating, mm. but she's actually learning, yeah, is it wrong? Yeah, which I wish they actually got into that because it could have been like she didn't have to cheat, but they could have found something else. Yeah, that like instead of her, like she could see a question and get an answer, and then remember that answer, and then learn it instead of like I don't know. I, I just yeah. feel like she, for instance, if they went to the saying that she had the answers to the questions first and then read the chapter, yeah. knowing the answers, she could look for things and then she learned. And they made that her thing, yeah. and that worked. That would have been a cool episode. Yeah, but so, they didn't do that. Yeah. Um, now, as you're saying that, it's reminding me. I feel like there was someone who tweeted about this that I didn't find their tweet when I went back through. But someone was saying that in general that they were angry at how this whole thing was handled, as far as it didn't seem like anybody was punished in the end yeah. that you know that it uh, i don't think anyone's been punished ever i, I mean especially because at the end of the day maya did cheat so yeah. like he should be punished at the same time there, there's a weird thing here though where it's like okay you have to punish like in order for the law of the world to work so like yeah. and all and kind of in the same way in school if if someone breaks the law quote unquote yeah. they have to get in trouble but that doesn't mean that they didn't that there isn't an issue with the law, maybe. Right. Um, so, like, I, I think that f- in order for to show that Corey is not a total buffoon, he does have to punish people. Uh-huh. But but then he himself can be questioned after that. Yeah, so. And, and so I, I agree with you that I think that the whole idea of cheating and of the way someone learns mm-hmm. is a very interesting... They brought up an interesting idea here. Yeah, and then just let it go. Yeah, and then it went into this whole communism thing, which I, I can see some of the connections of how it went into that, yeah. but it's also just kind of its own interesting topic, which is about, like, the way we teach our kids, and does it all, does it work for everybody right. that it's a competition? Which is why, at the beginning of the episode, despite some of the weird things and some of the characters being both stupid and too smart at the same time, mm. I was liking some of the setup. I was saying, wow, there are some interesting, complicated ideas in here that could go somewhere. Yeah. And I was, I mean, like I said, I, I wasn't super invested because I kind of knew that they weren't going to. Yeah. So it's all like, oh, they just ruined my favorite episode. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, that could that could be neat. Yeah, because I think that there is, 
there's an implication that our system works yeah. for everybody. Cause America. And, and uh, in, and I'm talking both about capitalism, but also how capitalism has been applied to our education system. Yeah. And you know what? For a lot of people, the competition does drive you to work harder, and that's great. But for other people, like maybe Maya, maybe You're working... left behind because yeah. they're too intimidated by yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah. May, maybe if she was working in groups more... That would she'd start to do better, and then that would give her the confidence to be to, able to go on her yeah. own. Yeah, and so like that, there are a lot of other schools of thoughts about education that would be the right place for Maya. And maybe Maya isn't supposed to be in public education. And I mean, so there is a there's a weird thing going on here where it's like, yes, she cheated. That's wrong. She can't get away with that. But also, you know, if that works for her, there's actually this is not a black and white issue, and they yeah. treat it like a black and white yeah. issue. Um, I do, you mentioned the whole thing about people acting stupid, and I think especially Riley acts particularly stupid in this episode. Yeah, well, because she's ignorant to it, even though she had a partner. I think one of the biggest things was also Maya being dumb enough to not think that she would get caught and not think it would be an issue, but then smart enough to actually know what's going to happen and and have learned from it. Yeah. And then the same thing with Riley a little bit. Yeah, and so... The Riley thing sticks out to me more because I remember a few weeks, maybe a couple months ago now, I had an argument with somebody or a debate with somebody about uh, after New New Year's, after New Year's, yeah. about is Riley supposed to be studious and intelligent? Yeah. And it's like... It goes back and forth. And, and yeah, and it's just like, I think then they, they had built up like somewhat of a solid argument for, okay, he is somewhat studious. And even in this episode, they act like, oh, he's taking the test and she's going do 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 and she gets 100 or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, he seems so stupid. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any well, sense. I think that the biggest issue here is not in that question. Yeah. It's in the, the original problem of show versus tell. Yeah. They will tell you she is, yeah. but show you anything but. Because I'm, you don't actually work for anything. Mm. You just get things because that's what would make sense yeah. in that bubble place, as opposed to actually saying, this is the condition of someone, and let's actually work for them to get them there, yeah. instead of just saying, they're there, take it as a given, they can do whatever now. Yeah. I mean, part of it for me, too, is I don't think that they... It's almost like preordination in a way. That, yeah, because it's like every character is pre uh, preordained to be a certain way, and anything they do to the contrary or outside of that doesn't matter and has no because bearing. Because we said it. that they were smart, yeah. so they're smart, right? Or they said that they were loyal. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that that reminds me of is that I think part of it is that they just don't really know how to make intelligence funny mm-hmm. because so much of the like her being stupid is before a joke and a lot of the jokes are funny and that's well they're sort of their bread and butter with Eric and in Boy Meets World and, and Corey and Sean in Boy Meets World yeah. and I don't and I don't think that they've really learned how to make uh, intelligence funny except they did that with Topanga in Boy Meets World. You know what I wonder? Like, I think that it could be a result of a certain whitewashing of issues because I think when intelligence is funny often it has something to do but not entirely about calling out other people, you know. So mm. someone who's being quippy because they're intelligent yeah. means that there's somebody who isn't quippy yeah. and has to become the butt of the joke even if they deserve it. Mm. And I think in this case, it's probably an anti-bullying thing mm. that leads to that because I'm thinking of like, like, how? like MASH with like Hawkeye Pierce versus Frank Burns and how that kind of works, how intelligence can be funny. Well, I but think then you, you can could still... even talk about Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney yeah. would po- talk down to Corey in a right. way that you wouldn't want to depict a teacher as these days. Yeah. Uh, Corey does do that sometimes too where he makes fun of Maya and whatever but it's much more minimal yeah, I, I think, feel like I think the key there is not omitting that yeah. but making it in a place where it's mutually understood as jest yeah, yeah. Uh, or 
it's one of the things like well characters need to argue they need to be arguments and not just yeah fluff you know yeah i agree uh, we're bringing us back to this scene. So there's this part where Riley's talking about how he wants to let them completely off the hook. There's no lesson this time. See you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Very meta. She throws uh-huh. the airplane. Um, the meta didn't work for me until she threw the airplane. Let me tell you <laughs> what would have made that scene excellent. What? Is if after she did that, they cued the outro music <laughs> <laughs> for like two seconds. And then we're like, whoop. And pop, pop. Yeah, that is like, funny. that would have been cheesy. Yeah. I think that. With everything they've done with Meta already, that would be something that I think they could have earned. You know what I mean? At this point, yeah. they could have earned that, and that would have been yeah. good. I mean, I could have seen them even cutting to black and holding black for, like, five seconds, and then just going into the next scene. And I think, like, that would be, like, daring, but I think that would be really, like, unexpected yeah. and funny. I just really... If they're, if they're gonna throw the paper airplane and say, mm. like, oh, this is the outro, yeah. I want them to just give the outro a little bit. I want them to yeah. to play with the audience more than just saying, oh, hey, we might play with you. Mm. You know what I mean? I still thought the airplane thing was pretty funny. No, it funny. was good. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. You know, so there's a whole back and forth about he cheated. I, I did like Lucas had a little bit of the, uh, he, he's yelling, he cheated, and he's like, that was loud. Uh, which is kind of calling out the whole loudness thing. Yeah, that we Lucas about. being kind of kooky like that. Yeah. Um, Lucas in this episode, fine, I guess, for a character. His ideas, not as the best, but that's kind of fine because he's just a kid. Yeah. He's just, he's, I mean, he's the good old boy. Yeah. So he could have those things. What I don't like is him never once being seriously called out on it. I mean, wouldn't a much more interesting episode be that he's super nationalist and then someone makes him realize America isn't perfect? That would have been a much better episode <laughs> and much uh, better suited for these days yeah. and not the 40s and yeah. the 50s. And... Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, and he doesn't have to be like, America sucks at the end of it, but he can be like, he can acknowledge that it, yeah. like they're, perf- they're not, you know, there are issues. All right, so we go into the first Augie scene. Augie's bored. I've done everything there is to do in life. I actually kind of like this it very much reminded me of myself at that age honestly <laughs> um it brought me back to the good old days of being incredibly bored of having existentialist existentialist crises at four <laughs> exactly he's he's like at least this many now right um man it's been a while i i, I miss the, this many maybe he'll be like 18 by the end of the series and be like i'm this many and he like has to hold up his feet yeah <laughs> Um, alright, so Topanga wants him to take the end. Just do that one more time. What? The 18 Augie voice. This man. Uh, Topanga wants him to take piano lessons. He doesn't want to do anything that's hard, so he just become a lawyer like her. This I mean, is actually an ongoing um, theme for him lately. There was a recent episode where he didn't want to try at soccer because he wasn't good at soccer. So I think it's kind of an interesting thing they're making him like a like lazy or like insecure, maybe insecure. I think would be a better way yeah. to label that. I mean, not wanting to do something because you realize you don't have natural skill in it can be a good thing mm. because that can open you up to find something that you actually care about and are good at and yeah. you can develop that i mean if you suck at something like actually suck at something yeah you probably shouldn't keep doing it mm. I, I mean i'm just gonna say that find something that you only a little bit suck at and keep doing that thing <laughs> i mean unless it's really important yeah like, but I, bet life. I think the important lesson they're going for is at least try first don't well, just he, don't just like be like i suck and not even try well, if you try is and he on just, the soccer team he, yeah but he's not even putting any effort in well then, yeah. then maybe he doesn't even suck maybe he's just lazy like you said yeah. <laughs> um but yeah but this to me was a little teaser of the whole be individual be yourself you know because as topinga says you can't be me 
just because you come from me that that comes a little later. Yeah, yeah. These that can be a little meta, but th- that Augie thing had a little tease of the whole assimilation argument yeah. that we were about to get into about the the impetus to try to be whatever you can be. Yeah, but I don't know. It was it was fine. It was what it was. Yeah. Uh, so Corey is talking about communism. Um, I actually know stuff, which yeah. is a big deal. Because she cheated. <laughs> I did enjoy uh, Corey saying, very good, Farkle. I didn't even see her lips move. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. So he talks about the communist philosophy is that everyone shares and everyone gets the same thing. I will thing. say this is the beginning of the breakdown of major logic here. Mm. Because it's labeling things, i.e. Maya becoming Farkle. Yeah. As assimilation, but without actually saying that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the way they're doing that is making one character go in one direction towards another character, and that's it at this point. Yeah, so you're basically, your, your point is that it's not like Farkle's becoming more like Maya. Yeah, it's not like they're all coming together and meeting in the middle of this yeah. gray mush. The only way you can really say it is the unison thing, but before yeah. that, yeah. But even right. that was not like, it wasn't like the personalities, they were just literally... Yeah. I mean, if they made it where, like, everybody was meekened of their own individuality by being together and all became this one middle space... Yeah. That might have been interesting, but also yeah. might have been dangerous because that's like saying you should, again, you should never change, you should never yeah. learn from others, even though people change people. Yeah. But my biggest issue is they had one character go in one direction towards another character and they called that, you know, a bad result yeah. of this ideology, but it was really not a result of this ideology at all and had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. They're, I mean, because literally what's happening here is that she learned from someone else and yeah. is becoming more intelligent. So it's like, <laughs> like that's not a problem. I I do think that... Yeah, it goes back to the preordination. Yeah. She cannot, just class, class struggles, yeah. she is not capable and not allowed in the cosmic sense to step out of a preordained role. Well, I also just think that the general idea of they all become the same person, yeah. like, like the whole idea of, of taking the hundred and splitting it up, yeah. that makes sense. That's actually, that's pretty good. Because a hundred divided by three is 75. <laughs> obviously. Okay, obviously like the, 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 yeah, yeah. the logic, but the idea of, okay, so you, you got something by working together, but then you have to split it by three. Right. That actually makes some logical sense. If they were foraging for food. Yeah, yeah. But the idea of you guys are working together and you're losing your individuality so you become each other is just like a weird... I mean, because like, there is, there definitely is an assimilation issue in communist regimes, in real world things, but they don't get into that and I don't think they don't represent it fairly or interestingly. Yeah. I think it was a really lost issue here. I did like Riley saying, and it's a party. And being yeah, I mean, Riley you know, there's some good stuff. is being goofy is always yes. fun. <laughs> I mean, I will say I really liked the costuming mm. in this episode. Yeah. I think it was fun. The button was a whole button thing was cool. They they kept changing. First, she was, you know, oh, good. I thought she was a mime thing. Yeah. And, and then the red um, envelope hats and then down to like the khaki, you know, yeah. drab stuff. Yeah, the mime thing of that was really funny. Uh, but you're jumping ahead, man. Um, I did like the whole back and forth about the, uh, you have to be a fa- factory worker, no, you have to be a farmer. Yeah. It's like, but I like the warmth of the factory. Right, right. Uh, that was all good. Uh, so, like, Cora's going on about individual goals don't matter. Nobody's more or less successful than anybody else. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything you want to say about that? Or? Um, this is where we start to almost get into some of the actual ideology. Yeah. Because this is one of the things is like you cannot rise above because you need to work harder to support everybody. Yeah. So it's like saying you do not – you have to be charitable without the choice. Yeah. Which is interesting. I think it's, um, I think it's interesting just to act 
And I mean, maybe this, maybe this is ignorance of communism or whatever, but to act like just because you're all you're working at something that you're losing all of your individuality, right. just because you're told that this is your job. So think about all the people who have to work at McDonald's mm. because they have no other choice. Right. They don't have any individuality. I mean, it comes out of the tradition of certain communist regimes, which pressed this very much unison. Let me think about North Korea. You yeah, know what I mean? like they're like five state-sanctioned haircuts mm. and things like that or yeah. whatever. Um, those things are real. Yeah. But they have very little to do with actual socialism mm. and more to do with things squeezed out of the bottom of communism yeah. and more so totalitarian things, controlling people kind of thing. Yeah. These are, these are, way, these are ways of keeping people in a certain place because yeah. in actuality – Many communist structures in the world become very uncommunist because, A, the idea of communism in the first place was once you achieved your goal, the communist party disbands. Mm. It's utopian society and everything is, is shared wealth and everyone works together. That's the actual beginning of it if you read Marx. But the idea here is that you get everyone on a certain place which is lower than a few people at the top, yeah. which goes right back to the the class struggles, which is communism, which is very anti-communist. So I would say most, and spe- uh, specifically the worst of all the the communist horrors of the world are because there are people at the top which are very much not communist, yeah. to be honest, are more capitalist in that <laughs> way. <laughs> and, um, well, okay, but the, so I guess they, like taking power, power, yeah. basically power as the only virtue yeah. is the actual issue. Well, because there's nothing innately, co- I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but there's nothing innately communist about, or if you're going to be communist, you all have to have the same haircut, you all have to wear the same clothes. That's not right. necessarily comes, part of communism. It comes down to taking it a step further and saying, you can't even instill jealousy in someone else because you have a nicer haircut or you yeah. have nicer clothes. Yeah, it's it, it's on it's on which has been implemented. Yeah, but it is not part of the original stuff. But okay, but then could you make the argument that the way the I guess the most people's argument would be that you can't actually implement it the way that people want it to be implemented, right? And that and that would have been a good episode. Yeah, like, <laughs> that would be about idealism, yeah. utopianism. It would have been about nationalism and how. Uh, you know, power struggles usurp even things that are trying yeah. to deal with power struggles. Because it's it's not the issue. The com- I, I I think the way I feel is like it's not that the issue is that communism, as it's like as Karl Marx wanted it, yeah. is a problem. It's that as Didn't he wanted we already recommend the communist yeah, manifesto we did, for some reason. <laughs> but but like as he imagined it was the one thing. But the top problem is that it doesn't actually work that way. That's too idealistic. Yeah. And so, like, but they don't talk about yeah. that in the episode. They don't talk about the fact that it doesn't work not because of its innate philosophy, but yeah. it doesn't work because it, no one ever actually lets it get to that point right. and that people take power because people are people. If they got into the fact that it realistically it is more feasible in smaller scale settings than empires, yeah, that would make sense, especially because one of the biggest things about it was its spread. It's about the empire of yeah. communism in the real world setting, which is you have to conquer to spread the ideology. Yeah. You know what's funny? You know what kind of small scale setting that communism could probably work in is a school. If you had yeah. one individual <laughs> school, they probably could set up a school. Oh, I guarantee like, you there are schools, yeah. you know, <laughs> even in America, that work on social. I mean, principles. obviously not a public school, but like... Yeah, I mean, yeah. even like schools in Japan where they have no janitors and the, the kids clean up the rooms, yeah. they have duties that they split up, no. things like that. <laughs> Those, that's exactly where it would work. Yeah. Um, 
I was going to say something... About communism. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, commie bath. You're wearing red right now. Yeah. More of a cranberry. <laughs> More of a sun-washed cranberry, but... All right, just move on. You know, this is a totally random aside, but my I guess I was thinking about the fact that my last two, my current girlfriend and my girlfriend before, both of their parents are immigrants from communist countries. So clearly I've just been, you know, uh-huh. taken in by it's the It's a Reds. communist fetish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's a whole thing of Zay confusing communism for exorcism. Uh, that was fine. It was fine, yeah. Maya actually is beginning to get the whole communism thing. Makes, and again, her learning and becoming smart could have been interesting, and they could have said these are, by being non-traditional, by being radical in a certain way, certain people can benefit, yeah. especially because her as a character is the type of character that would benefit more by socialism and ideas like that because she's starting at the bottom yeah. in a lot of ways here, both academically and financially and things like that. Yeah. Therefore, she can rise up. Mm. I mean, if anything, they should have had her rise up and Farkle somehow being upset because he was... His powers being taken down, you know. Yeah, they um, they, they, they very vaguely hinted at that with he was like, I can't be control everything. I don't want to work with these potato heads. Like, yeah, but like but, that's just very vaguely yeah. like nothing. So yeah, there's some seeds of intelligence in there somewhere, but. I did like uh, Corey sort of brandish. Not I didn't. I don't know why I said I liked. It. I didn't like it. Corey like hates yeah, it. <laughs> Corey like brandishes the flag, and so this is the beginning of the whole thing of the I flag. I actually like it. You do okay. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying he was right to do that. Yeah. But I liked his goofy smile a couple different times. Like he does things which are funny, and you could tell me that he thinks that way. Yeah. Without saying this is the way to think. Yeah. Yeah. I think, again, this is one of the biggest issues with Girl Meets World and shows like this is you can have people think certain things without that being the way to think. Yeah. So. Because it is just so one-sided with the ending, with where it leaves you. It's it's power struggle. It's, you know, don't be assimilated unless it's being assimilated to us. I did like the Thunder, Lightning, Darkness, Bunny Rabbits. That was just amazing. Yeah, very good. Uh, so then we go to the Riley dinner thing. You already talked about the mime thing. That was good. Um, yeah, I mean, there were... The reason... Another reason why this episode is not... Is average. Yeah. <laughs> to me, the worst thing you could possibly be is... Overall, the message was garbage. The... Together, it was loose and jingly. But... <laughs> what are you even saying? Like, things did not connect okay. well. But there were a lot of little funny things in it. It was worse than the sum of its parts. Yes. <laughs> I I did like the that, John... Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I liked the John Lennon was a beetle. Just because you disagree with him doesn't mean you can call him a bug. Yeah. That was And great. I will say, before the, the later scene, I yeah. just thought, I mean, I'm assuming many of John Lennon's personal beliefs involved socialism mm-hmm. to some extent. I was assuming she actually meant that. Yeah. But, and did not just uh, <laughs> mix up with... Uh, yeah, I mean, so this is one Lennon of those examples where, like, Vladimir her being Lennon. stupid, I thought, was very funny. Right. But it, it also, like, when you do it repeatedly throughout an episode, it doesn't leave me feeling like Riley's an intelligent person. Yeah. You know, so it's it's a weird give and take. Uh, so there's the whole thing about, you know, Corey, uh, I mean, Maya needs a lawyer to, def- to defeat democracy, Topanga's gonna help this out. This I really didn't get, yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah, it was just... Topanga coming into class yeah. didn't make sense. Yeah, yeah the more you think, the more I think about it, I agree with you. Nothing really came from it, honestly. Oh, what came from it, she realized that Riley was in on it, but she wasn't defending democracy, right. uh, defeating democracy no. by doing that. 
he was, if anything, he was helping, hurting the case even more. Yeah, much like Augie was hurting Frankie Big yeah. Hands. <laughs> um, I do like Frankie Big Hands, I will say. Yeah. But, um, so I would have much rather, again, mm. ha- have a scene where there's a more one-on-one with the characters yeah. as, a, as a, these huge showings of spectacle, whatever, yeah. if she shows up. If she coached Riley and gave her some pointers and mm. then she defended herself. Yeah. But, you know, because, yeah. especially because the communist res- rev- resolution. <laughs> the communist That's my, resolution. That's my, my New Year's communist resolution. <laughs> 1920 by 1080 is the communist resolution. The various communist revolutions <laughs> yes. were defined by radical protests and yeah. things like that. But why didn't we have Riley be more radical? Yeah. Why was she not standing up for herself? Because I think in the end it comes down to Corey saying, you don't have initiative if you're like this. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of initiative. They're just to different things. Mm. And mostly it's initiative to its own side, much like it's initiative of capitalism to defend its own side. Yeah. I, I do... Every, like I, Whenever I think back to the pilot, I really wish they hadn't basically used up that plot line in the pilot. Yeah. The whole idea of a revolution and of them fighting against homework they, or whatever. They very much could have implemented it here. Yeah. They could have deposed uh, Corey as the czar or something. <laughs> uh, or a fat capitalist pig. Or they like, could have had like... You know, different student protests, like as in the vein of the 68 protest. Wow, I cannot speak right now. Yeah, it's okay. Shall I talk about Augie as a lawyer? No. Uh, So we get (laughs) Emma Weathersby finally, uh, and and she doesn't really do anything. People are all happy because she is not white. So, I mean, I guess that's not a a, a good thing. So they are happy or not? They're happy that she's not white. Uh, Which, I mean, yeah, good, more representation, but she barely did anything. Um and I don't know if you remember that he had referenced her repeatedly throughout the No, I remember, yeah. yeah. She was the one that uh, Ava was jealous of, something about a cubby. Yeah, exactly. Kids. Uh, so, Augie wants to represent Frankie Big Hands in a case of him pushing Dominic Falcone off the swings. Okay, so obviously Frankie references here. That's like somebody just, from Gotham, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Tommy Falcone and uh, all of the Falconies. Uh, yeah, I thought this was all really funny. Um, not all of this, but I thought that the whole idea of Frankie Big yeah. Hands and Dominic It was Clark. interesting. Yeah. It reminded me of some things from Boy Meets World that were funny and good. Mm-hmm. But I think it would have been used better in a different episode. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I think this episode was misguided anyways. They could have used this for class riots and things yeah. like that with... Uh, you know, Maya and Riley in in Riley's bedroom making picket signs or whatever, or, yeah. you know. I thought it was funny, uh, GMW Buzz had pointed out to me that his teacher is Mrs. Duxbury, who he referenced to the lead, like, last year, so he has the same teacher two years in a row. He didn't, he never graduated. <laughs> <laughs> and he really did Ava. Um, so then he basically, he screws up and gets Frankie in trouble, so now Frankie wants to beat on him. Um, wants to beat on him. Yeah. Scene seven. Um, we already talked about Topanga really not really doing much in the classroom. Uh, she has everybody sit down, and they find out Maya couldn't have just cheated off Farkle with that configuration. Um, so basically proving that Riley had a hand in it. The yeah. whole thing of her singing with this the could have been something funny. that Lucas did mm. in defense of democracy yeah. and, and uh, capitalism in a way that he was sort of the post child for it at the beginning instead of Topanga coming in in defense of the communism yeah. and therefore doing the opposite. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. this I mean, this actually would have been a great moment 
for Riley and Lucas to go head to head. Yeah, yeah. And they they like they were pointing at it a little bit, but it's yeah. Like, they had this rivalry yeah, that never went anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did enjoy little bits and pieces here, like uh, during the cor- test, Corey thinks about what life could have been, and yeah. Topanga being mad at him. I liked. Maya talking about how this is the only time she would like do a flirty look was at that Sparkle. A, uh, was that a Lauren drop in the hat? Do you think? What? What? Why? What you life that? could have been. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Don't let anybody hear you saying that on this podcast. So yes, yeah, Riley has her little boops and beeps as she sings along while she does the test. I thought that some of that was kind of cute. Yeah, but Riley basically just does what she always does. She did it for her friends. Thought if Maya did well, she'd want to try more. Uh, and then we have Maya really becoming farkly, uh, changes the buttons, and we get the real Lennon, the yeah. real Marx. I will say, before they even did that, I looked at the screen, and I'm like, is that Groucho Marx? <laughs> it is Groucho Marx. I was like, that is great. And I thought that that was just going to be the joke. I almost wish they didn't actually change the buttons, because mm. that would have been something on their side to see that these are misguided children mm. that don't understand what they're talking about, and so have Groucho Marx, and, you know... Mm. and uh, John Lennon, which would have been funny, and they could have maybe pointed to it a little bit, but left it kind of as an Easter egg thing. Yeah. It was it okay. Was I, fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it more yeah. when I saw the buttons on them, including, I think, Fogel had himself on his button. Yeah. And... And I saw the extra buttons on the desk before it actually happened. Yeah. I liked it more than what actually happened. I, I didn't hate it, but... What did you think about Maya becoming Farkle, quote-unquote? Again, I, like I said before, it didn't make sense. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of the idea of it. The performance was kind of fun, but it doesn't do yeah, a mean, ton for me. It just did not fit with the argument. Yeah. The theses, if you will. Uh, so then we just cut over to the girls made Augie into a mini Topanga to get him out of trouble. Again, Let's this... talk about the characters going in drag yeah yeah i was gonna say yeah so this is this episode actually has a lot of little references they have to topanga earlier they have him becoming in drag to get out of you know just like uh eric Eric and jack Jack dressed up as girls too what was the guy like he was selling stolen things yeah they turned him in or something something in in college yeah yeah and i think that there was illegal parties or something 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 like that yeah and of course there's sean and Corey each had times of yeah being in drag, and then on this show we have Back of the Class Brenda yeah. with Corey Fogelmas. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's, there's a long tradition here. Hey, we watch all... out, here comes Back of the Class Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> and of course we also just have the Frankie reference. So there's a lot of references yeah, yeah. going on in this scene. I mean, it, they did it, he looked, I see the resemblance with Topanga, that was, that was, there was, there was a funness there, but it was just such a small nothing, like, yeah. I didn't, you know, it was just like a visual gag. I could just look at a picture and be like, oh, that's funny. And then, Do you think they will ever have Lucas in drag. I would be surprised if it never happened at this yeah. point. It's pretty much everybody besides him. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wonder if they're trying to preserve his sort of... Manliness. Yeah, his macho, his sort of I like... mean, they made they made Sean do it. Yeah, but Sean was... Kind of a pretty a boy. playboy, but he yeah. was never like, I am the protector of American values. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I can see where you're coming from there. We'll see. Uh, he was never a good old boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, yeah. So scene nine, we have Zay and Lucas put up a wall to separate those who quote-unquote share everything for their from basically the rest of them. They're all worried about their unison talk. They are everybody talking unison. Uh, that is impressive, I'll say, at least that much. I, I don't know how much of that was 
in editing? Do you think that was no, completely perfectly? That. Yeah, you think they did. I it? mean, if, if you're looking at someone yeah. and rehearsing it, it's not that hard. It was pretty cool. Um, obviously, the whole Berlin Wall parallel here. Yeah, I, I um, like that. Even though I, I do think that much like in actual American education, some uh, these things do get muddled, and the focus becomes more about the Cold War and not actually about the the origin. The origin. The origin. Becomes less about the origin of these ideas. <laughs> Words are the key. <laughs> I was going to say original source, but then. Yeah. So you're talking, but they talk more about the Cold War than they do about Karl Marx. They don't even talk about anything. Yeah. They just sort of have this attitude of the Cold War. Yeah. As opposed to the attitude of, like, these ideas came from somewhere mm-hmm. other than just to destroy us. I do feel like I knew, I knew more about McCarthyism than yeah. I did actually about communism. Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously, McCarthyism is, is an important thing to talk about. Right. But it just... And usually you talk about it as a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. That's like they put it, said it was good here. They just kind of referenced it in an episode where they're very against communism. But... Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, they said it in a way that was almost attacking it, and then it was defended. Mm-hmm. And then let go. So I, I just... That, to me, is like, nah, what yeah. are you doing? Uh, so this is the part where we get Corey giving out the different test grades. He divides 100 by 3 and gets a C somehow. Um, not a 33, which would have made more sense. Uh, uh, <laughs> and again, I think one of the issues with that thinking is also saying that if 100 is the best you can get, yeah, there's no reason that it has to be on a scale of perfect in real life things. Mm-hmm. It would be, honestly, I'm sure there's going there has been and there's going to be more episodes where teamwork is important, yeah. I think the whole point of teamwork is that it's not like you share what you already had. It's that if you work together, you can get even more and share yeah. that. Well, so, so the whole point of giving them a C, I think, is because C is average. And the point yeah. is they want to drive home the idea of averageness and how bad and awful it is to be a normal person. Uh, and, like, it, I, I just generally don't have a... I, first, I, I do see some merit in there. Yeah. There... So the the big the, thing they're the, saying the here is the inadequacy of of going with the flow. Yeah, and, and the, the mediocrity can be one of the most dangerous things. But I think they did not handle it well. I mean, so their biggest point here is when you get everything right, but you don't do it by yourself, it makes you average. Yeah, better than the average Corey. Yeah. In which case, the argument was the exact opposite: that it's okay <laughs> and good to be average, <laughs> and that his father worked hard to get to average. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because like, well, what, you what know. does that? What, so if, if if Maya is constantly getting less than a C, then yeah. what does that say about Maya? It's saying that she cannot rise above her station. She deserves to stay down there at the bottom, and nothing she can do will ever make sense. And if she does something to the contrary, she's bad and wrong for doing it. Yeah, I don't know. It just—that's that, literally what it's yeah. saying. This whole ending scene just really sits, hits me not in a great place. I, uh, you know. It's like you were saying, is team, are they saying it's bad to work as a team? And that, you know, yes, you should be able to do some things on your own and you should work hard for yourself and you should be an individual, but that doesn't mean, but then what do you, so then what are you saying? What about our army? What about football teams? Are they supposed to all be individuals on there? Or are they supposed to work together? Like, uh, they just, it has nothing to do with ideology. It's all power struggle. It's all assimilation, but on the right side. They don't really get into moderation. They don't get into combining ideas. You know what I mean? Like that. They no one even raises up. No one even thinks to raise their hand and be like, "Oh, what if we took a little this and a little that, and then made something which functionally worked but was ethically 
concerned with certain things. Well, can you be a little more specific about what you're saying? I, like combining capitalism and socialism yeah, in yeah. ways where it's more applicable to real world situations, especially in bigger scales, yeah, but still had small scale operations within it that worked think, to certain goals. I think what, what we would want from an episode like this is to show the pluses and minuses of capitalism, socialism, and communism, right. and why all of them have their issues, and how we can get some good things from here and some right. bad good things from here, and, and then leave it open, yeah, and for the young generation to, to figure, figure out, out how to how to, how to balance it and yeah. do the best they can with initiative, as opposed yeah. to being assimilated into whatever most convenient. But. Yeah. Uh, so so especially because so Riley says here. Oh, this is why communism fell. People didn't want to all be the same. And it's just like, and it's, he's never really responds to that particular. I mean, he says, without incentive, there is no motivation. Without motivation, there is no advancement. There's so much more involved than why it fell. And like we were talking about <laughs> earlier, with the fact that it wasn't even really what communism was supposed to be, that it was a dictatorship, basically. Yeah. It's just like, it's so simplifying. And it's not everything. like there isn't incentive. There's just and, incentives. I mean, in in the actual utopia, which yeah. is the definition of the thing, whether it exists or not, the incentive is to work together yeah. and to do things for the greater good. That to is, create a happy society is, where people are taken care yeah, of. That is a strong incentive and very much a real one. <laughs> yeah. And I think that to say that that is not an incentive and that selfishness is the only, is the incentive. only incentive. Which, okay, so... And I don't want to sound too overarching because, I mean, again, I'm not going to say I'm not a communist. <laughs> I'm not... A nationalist either. Yeah. So I I just think that the real way to do this is with a little bit of tact and a little bit of art and actually get down yeah. and break things down and talk about reality as opposed yeah. to mythologies that develop to scare children at night. Well, I mean, I guess I think about someone like my mom who's a social worker and she would be much more motivated in a society where what she was doing was helping everybody than she would about like... Yeah, than she would about becoming like the CEO of whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, it's... And it, a pharmaceutical company. Yeah. And and so, but uh, there is a part of here was like, oh, is it naive? Like, and, you know, to some degree, maybe it is. Maybe it is naive to think that we as a people, we as humanity are yeah. able to overcome our self-centeredness hey, and our selfishness. You may say I'm a dreamer, <laughs> but, oh, what's that next <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just that, I don't know, it's just acting is as... Is Michael Jacobs anti-Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just funny to me because it, it does act like the literally the only motivation can be it, it just it, treating humanity like children, which may, maybe killed, humanity is children. But like to, the idea of like think about so for me, it has been like a like a struggle. I think for both of us, right? We're both like artist types, right? Mm -hmm. And once we're out of college. We, the, when you don't have the incentive of a grade mm -hmm. or of I have to have it done by this time, right. it is harder to be motivated, right? Yeah. But that's a failing on our parts. Mm -hmm. Like, we could overcome that and be motivated by wanting to create the art. And so, like, that that's what I was thinking about here. It's like, okay, so maybe, like, it is a it, it is hard to, to work hard without an incentive, right. but then we should work harder. Yeah. Like, we should push ourselves even though we don't have an incentive because the incentive should be personal growth. Yeah, and, and so, but I guess if you're putting it in the context of communism and you're having to work at a factory, well, what's your personal growth going to be by working harder there? Yeah. I, I don't think know. Like, it, in the terms of idealism and being naive, a great way to to do this is if they made this episode about the student protests, you know, and the '68 protests, and I'm not sure exactly which countries was which at this point because I couldn't find the exact page in my books. I yeah. think they were digital documents, but I know that you know in Poland. 
and at the break, at the starting to disintegrate of the Soviet Union, there are all these student protests, like trying to get out of communism and work towards different things. But at the same time, in France, you know, there were student protests for the opposite. They wanted down with capitalism and and uh, they wanted to get these socialist things. And one of the biggest things is if you look at the rhetoric that comes out of there, um, in France, they were attacking the establishment but didn't really have any clear end. They, they were very much anti-establishment but didn't say like, well, this is how it's going to be and these are how things are going to work. Yeah. And this is why. It was very much hateful and, and um, bombastic. Yeah. And that would have been an argument of saying like, okay, well, that's immature and yeah. you're just trying to be part of something that's cool. Yeah. And then on the other hand, you have the uh, – like in Poland or Czechoslovakia, I forget which one. And they were saying like, well, look at all these things going on in the rest of the world, all the freedoms that they have. They're doing better because, mm-hmm. you know, you have the free markets and things like that. And in that specific context where there's so much poverty because of different issues, whether it's because of mismanagement from the top or it's because of lack of incentive for people to try to get for their own gain that way, nobody gets a lot – that is more, you know, visceral, organic, and has merit. But at the same time, it comes from a very specific place. Both of them do. Yeah. And you have to take those with the context and say, okay, so maybe communism was important at the beginning of capitalism and maybe it's less important now. And that can, that becomes a reality, yeah. you know? I, I think, I mean, I am thinking as more we talk, is like, are are we asking them too much for a 22-minute kid show to be able to do all this? But my my thought, my response to that is, well, then they shouldn't have done this at all if they can't do it right. Because it's like, because what it, instead what it's leaving it is leaving little kids who are watching this and thinking they're being taught important things, yeah. they're being left with a very one-sided, propagandistic point well, of view. This is the difference to me. The yeah. difference to me is... I take this textbook, Yeah. you know, I read all the chapters to do with all these things. I read about the beginning of it, the end of it, yeah. I, all the little things. I get documents and I say, I think, you know what, how can I take these real things and represent it and, and bring it and boil it down to a way that you can connect with? Yeah. And I come up with that. And the other side is saying like, oh, you know what, I've grown up with these general ideas of this is how it is. Mm. I'm just going to make it about that. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the difference to me. Well, I mean, we don't know what their actual backstory is. It's, like, it's what it's, honestly... What, is, how it comes off. It's really what it comes... I, yeah. I do not get the point that they took any specific ideas other than general concepts and, like, pop knowledge, newsy kind of stuff. Mm. Or like, oh, yeah, the Berlin Wall fell in 1989. Yeah. And, you know, and things like that. But I just think that no one's actually took a look at any academic things, broken anything down and said, okay... These are the issues here. These how we can these these are the ideas that we want to instill in the children, mm. not the propagating of a mythology that goes yeah. on both sides. Uh, <laughs> real quick, we should talk about Rowan mm. being the uh, the communist here. You mentioned earlier about how she kind of <laughs> Rowan being the communist. <laughs> I think you might want to rephrase that. <laughs> no, that you were, well about how Rowan Blake, you have you now or have you ever been <laughs> a member of the Communist Party? How she plays his part, but now is interested in these uh, uh, democratic socialist things. Very pro Bernie. It's very not communist, but socialist. Um, it's a lot of very social issues and. Yeah, I mean, and we don't know exactly what her, like, how it actually was to Bernie when this was filmed. Yeah. It was a while ago. Uh, 
and how how I, it is interesting to think how he reacts yeah. to stuff like this. I just this. think that it's very interesting because as simplistic and goofy as Riley was in this episode, mm. I'm sure Rowan herself has a lot to say about this and a lot closer to the things that we're talking about now. Yeah, and it's interesting because okay, so is it is like is a simplistic show like that worth it if it gets? Uh, people to follow Rowan Blanchard, and Rowan Blanchard is given complex three-dimensional ideas about things. Like, you the know, question like... of being worth it, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I, I just think it's like, you said, like, are we expecting too much? Well, if the actress playing the lead is more than capable of these thoughts, yeah. there's no reason the show can't be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just ridiculous. That's like taking a step in, a, in the opposite direction. I do quickly, again, before I forget, we should talk about the... Uh, the connections of feminism to socialism and okay. and communism, how at the beginning it was very much a movement that gave women rights that they never had before and it gave them a lot more respect, whereas much in the capitalist system and the um, the, dynast- the dynastic systems that were in place before in other places in the world, um, women had no power, voice, say in anything. And, and then in these social structures, they were given a hell of a lot more and given the opportunity to work and have the incentive to do all these things, very much the opposite of Corey's little speech. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you did, you had talked about, do you want to say anything about religion and the connections either about... Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, communism became uh, a very secular thing, an anti-religious thing, and at its worst, very much persecuted different religions, just yeah. like uh, Tibetan Buddhism exiled from China and things like that. But we were, I feel like you were also telling me about how it was the core concepts of communism and socialism are tied with like what the core concepts of a lot of Abrahamic religions are based around. Oh, in that sense? Well, yeah. yeah I mean, a lot of people say, well, Jesus was a communist. <laughs> I mean, Abrahamic religions is based on charity and sort of the greater good in, yeah. in big ways. Helping I mean, other people. It's not yeah. about winning and beating yeah. them to the ground. Other like, than, I mean, some, sometimes it is if yeah. you look at it, but usually... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, other than divine rep- retribution, uh, a lot of it on its better side is the greater good. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting because particularly in the conservative mindset, which is to follow the mythology of, you know, this is this because this yeah. kind of stuff, uh, people who tend to be more Christian or religious in the sense of America, I think, are the people that would be the more likely to... Yeah, want to be to want to get rid of this communism because yeah. America because nationalism yeah and it has little to do with the actual ideas actually than just usism you know just... yeah well I mean it's like it's like what I was saying about my mom earlier I mean I think the big part of why my mom cares so much about helping other people and has dedicated her entire life to that it's is because, because she's a communist is <laughs> because she's very religious and yeah. she believes in you know the the positive sides of Christianity yeah. and so you know I don't know, it's just an interesting aspect there I do want to throw in let's talk about the hand over the heart looking at the flag well, I loathed that yeah yeah. I was like, what was that? And I know, like, okay, so much of what we're saying is probably very unpopular with a lot of people. Good. Uh, I, I'd be surprised if we don't get some... Uh... You know what? I'm back. Yeah. I want my hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? Hate mailers? Yeah. I mean, no, because I, I completely agree with you. I think I think that was maybe the main reason. That they capped off the episode with the hand over the heart looking at the flag. Yeah. And that, to me... That was that, disgusting. I, I think I, that's, I'm offended by that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. I was left with a bad taste in my mouth, and I think that that's why. Yeah. And it's like, I know, like, I'm not saying, like, America sucks. I'm not saying, like, there aren't good things here. But the whole nationalism 
loving the flag, you know, like, I'm not, I'm also not saying destroy the flag, but I'm, like, I, I hate nationalism. Like, <laughs> like, like and, and I so... Mean, it's the guy that... Give me a second. <laughs> Give him a second. He's getting ready. Um, while he looks into that, I'm just going to talk about the tag a little bit. So there's the whole thing. Corey and Topanga are hanging out. Uh, they talk about important decisions take work and help you discover who you are. So then Augie o- o- comes in all dis- disheveled as the woman and says, fine, I'll take piano lessons. Uh, they said, we'll deal with it tomorrow. They have a nice laugh. It's just a nice little tag. I don't have any real pluses or minuses about it. It's fine. Uh, hopefully Keith is finding whatever he's looking for. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to be part of the podcast, there are a few ways you can do that. And we're going to read, we actually have mail time this week. Uh, we're going to read some email. Well, we're going to listen to a voicemail from, uh, Denim. And that's going to, you know, if you want to send in a voice memo, you can use your phone. You send a quick little audio clip under three minutes. Uh, you can send that to gmwpodcast at gmail.com. Keith has found his stuff. It's loading. I, I did right. think of a good introduction to this, which is uh, I think that nationalism and patriotism gets branded as one of the bravest things that you could do. Yeah. But in the end, it really comes down to as one of the easiest things you could do is because you're agreeing with people around you, agreeing with each other. Yeah. And in that way, the hardest thing you can do is stand up and, and say things to the contrary. In It's not about attacking things. It's about mitigating and finding the middle way yeah. in that. and so just like uh neville longbottom okay. <laughs> yes in the line is like you did the bravest thing you, you stood, stood up, up to your friends yeah. yeah it takes even it's even more brave to it's, it's yeah. easy to stand up to you know an enemy but it's even and harder in to... times where there's all this you know common enemies and things like that yeah. and people are just all getting swollen up into these huge hateful things and well, it's, it's something that's interesting, I found interesting is a lot of what we're saying, I think, also just applies to how we, we deal with the show. Yeah. So it's like, it's easy to be like, rah, rah, the Girl Meets World is perfect. Girl Meets Rah, Rah. Yeah, Girl Meets Rah, Rah. <laughs> uh, like, Girl Meets World that's is... That's my favorite episode. It's yeah. perfect. <laughs> it, would be, it would be easier for us to get ingratiated with the community, to build an audience, if all we were doing was saying, the show is perfect, we love this, and then we love this, and then we love this. But that doesn't really... That just yeah. perpetuates averageness yeah. honestly yeah. uh and so by actually standing up and, and saying yeah we still we still love i still love america that doesn't yeah. mean i don't see there are issues here and i'm going to talk about the issues here yeah. you know? and same thing with girl meets world um, girl meets world and america are pretty much the same thing <laughs> have you found the thing yet? <laughs> on the evening of march 24th 1918 note the wartime relation mm-hmm. uh, also around the time of communism in uh, the Bolshevik Revolution. Com- I believe it's called communism. In uh, Russia. Yeah. Ernest Starr was confronted by about 15 men in a local committee while reading a letter at the general store in Bighorn Township in this is my some favorite state part. at the top. Um, <laughs> Asked about his failure to make a Liberty Bond contributions. Uh, he was forced to kiss the flag and he uh, refused it doesn't. One of the things he said is like it probably has microbes all over it. Mm. Um, it's nothing but a, a piece of cotton with a little paint on it, and some other marks on the corner there. I will not kiss that thing. It might be covered with microbes. He was then convicted in a jury trial. He was imprisoned for that for some amount of time, which I cannot find here because I'm on my phone and it scrolls poorly. <laughs> but basically, yeah. Basically, don't be nationalistic. Yeah. <laughs> So right. that was anticlimactic. 
<laughs> Everybody's favorite part. Alright, here you go to mail time. Alright, so we have a few tweets here and then a voice memo. Uh, if you want to tweet us, you can tweet us at North G- Dakota. Okay. You cannot tweet us at North Dakota. You can tweet us at GMW. Although here it says Kansas. Oh my. He's still in. Either Kansas or North Dakota, this happened. You can tweet us at GMW Podcast on Twitter. Follow us there. Get news about the podcast when I'm releasing them, all that stuff. Uh, I'll do also, we haven't even mentioned that. I'm sorry that we're releasing this uh, week late, guys. Uh, just life gets in the way sometimes. We'll try to get back on track. Um, all right. So the first tweet is from Owl Hero one You this, have to hold up because my phone is screwing out. It's okay. It's... I, we, can, we can both look on here. Uh, his phone is screwing out, guys. This is not an explicit <laughs> podcast, Keith. <laughs> Can I read Al here who once I'm trying to bring it up. <laughs> All right. Al here once says, not the best Augie episode, but always thumbs up for the for a new environment. C plus B minus. Yeah. 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 Akram yeah. the Alistair says, to be honest, Zay was really annoying in Girl Meets Communism. Agreed. Uh, hopefully Bay Window will make up for the monstrosity monstrosity we witnessed this week. Uh you know, I, I he was annoying, but something for some reason the Zay being annoying didn't super stand out to me or bother me that much. Like he wasn't great, but like I know he can be better than that. So I'm just like this is a relic of a different time, and I don't really care. Am I looking at different tweets than you? I don't know. What are you looking? Did I at? click the wrong. You thing? must have clicked the wrong outline. <laughs> Keith is on the ball. I will. Read. <laughs> I'm just gonna read the last one. <laughs> Uh, Maya Love Powell says, I thought that the Augie plotline in Girl Meets Communism was the low point of the worst Girl Meets World app ever. Interesting. I mean... Well, actually, one of the worst Girl Meets World Yeah, okay, World okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I actually don't think the Augie plotline was the low point here, personally. No, but it yeah. definitely was one of the worst. I, ideologically, it was yeah. one of the worst. Yeah. It didn't show what communism is, and on top of that, it wasn't very funny. I was disappointed and hoped that Bay Window was better. Early reports say Bay Window is better, so I, I am looking forward to that. This just in. <laughs> All right, so we also, now we're going to go into a voice memo. Again, if you want to send a voice memo under three minutes to get your voice heard on here, you can do so by emailing gmwpodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to bring up that voice memo now. Preferably with both hate mail and uh, communist rants. Communist rants. Is, it, is that a rant from a communist or about communism? That's a band I like. Communist rants? Okay. All right. So let's listen to that audio clip. Hi, it's me, Denim. Um, I give communism an A minus. Um, some of the things that I loved were the fact that um, Zay was in it. Um, also, the Augie storyline was super, super cute. Um, it also did wonders for the continuity and it just made it feel like the episode was longer than it really was um i like the overall theme of the fact that you know you can't give your friends special treatment and of course the communism lesson what is communism versus free society the only thing that i think else that i think that i loved was other than that was um just the flow i think this was a good flowing story 
some things that I hated were how one Zay and Farkles clearly they just they have different haircuts from the newer episodes, which I know has everything to do with wardrobe and the fact that they air these things out of order, but it just really just irks me a little bit i just wish they would just play these things in the order that they shoot them i do not understand why they jump around so much i mean i could understand shooting maybe holiday episodes out of order but other than that uh, anyway okay i'm not in charge of that so i'll let that go um and then also um the thing about that really um, sticks out about that thing is the whole point of Farkle wanting to be this new Farkle. I'm changing my hair. I don't have to wear turtlenecks. And clearly in this episode, his hair is not changed and he has turtlenecks. So, you know, they're going against what they're trying to portray in the storyline because of wardrobe and because somebody wants the episodes out of order instead of in order. It just doesn't bode well to me. Um, another thing that sticks out for me is the whole, um, just as a parent, I don't like how they made such a casual deal about cheating in school. Um, in both Boy Meets World cheating episodes, it was a very serious tone to that episode. Um, so I just thought it was just interesting that Disney would let it fly for it to be such a casual, oh, cheating thing. It was funny. It was hilarious. I mean, don't get me wrong, but... I just can't believe, you know, they did that. But anyway, uh, Michael Jacobs did say that they have a lot of leeway. So I guess this is just one of those things that shows just how much leeway they have really have. I really wish he would use his leeway in other areas than that. But I mean, that's another topic for another day. Other than that, um, I think everything was good. Um, I don't have nothing else to say. Thank you. And I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye. All I'm right. glad that you are such a supporter of communism, giving it an A minus. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for the message there. That was very nice. Do we want to talk a little bit more about what you were saying as far as the apps being out of order? How much does that bother you? Like the fact things like his hair and the turtlenecks, all that stuff. There are things that bother me worse. Yeah, which make that not as an issue for me. Yeah, I um. I feel like I've kind of accepted it at this point. Like, it's an issue, but, like, we've... Basically, since Texas, everything has just been crazy out of order and out of all over the place. Not made any sense. So I'm just like, well, I guess I'll just take the episodes as they come as much as I can. I am nervous. I've been nervous for a while now about Bay Window because Bay Window also doesn't talk about Texas. And their friendship... It would seem like the one, too. Yeah, and their friendship is so tenuous right now after everything was in years and everything like that that it seems I, I was really hoping Bay Window would pick it back up and would be about them re, reaffirming their friendship and fixing their issues yeah. but you know so I, hopefully I'll still be able to enjoy it anyway but generally I've been trying to take these episodes as little moments in time or whatever you know it certainly hurts the season as an as an overall flowing type thing basically you're just waiting for the Rowan, Blan- the Rowan Blanchard show to come out yes which just takes control of everything <laughs> Um, anything else you wanted to talk about as far as, um, oh, do you want to talk about cheating? Do we have any issue with um, how capital, we're pro-cheating in this podcast. Not I, yet, not uh, I don't, I don't think that cheating itself was let off the hook. I think it's, it's the issue of no one ever actually getting punished in general. Yeah. And it, I mean, if you really think about it, in the minds of this universe, communism is terrible. Yeah. 
and the people who cheated were labeled communists, yeah. and therefore were definitely not Pro. let off the hook. Oh, yeah, I mean, the whole point is that she learns that I want to do well on yeah. my own. That's that's her lesson of the yeah. episode. So I, it, well, the thing is, I think, is that... So they're still teaching you that, that cheating is wrong, but the general feeling, I feel like, like the, the parenting they're style... they that by yeah. saying you're dirty communists. <laughs> no, I was going to say, the, the, the parenting style of the show, in a way, yeah. is teach them, never punish them. That, and that's just kind of how I feel like, well, how the show would handle, you know, the cheat date. She learns that cheating is wrong, so she'll never do it again because it's a TV show, and she never falls back on type stuff and stuff like that. But she doesn't get punished, you know. Yeah, I mean... Life, man. It's, what is it now, 9.30 and we have net dinner? Good stuff. Yeah. All right, anything else? Or should we wrap up? Uh, is that the only voice message? That's the only voice message for this week, because we haven't been doing uh, mail time for a while now, so we're behind. We still have some uh, stuff from... New, we have a bunch of mail from New Year's that we never got to, okay. and from a couple other things, but we'll get to them when we can. Um, we're sorry, again, for the delay and for all the you know, hiccups we've been having the past couple months. It's been a crazy time for everybody involved. Sorry, no, sorry. <laughs> all right. So, again, check us out on Twitter, at KMW Podcast. Please rate us. Lots or... of hate mail. Gotta get some hate mail. <laughs> but not in iTunes. Okay. <laughs> I gotta only, love... <laughs> only give us Twitter hate mail or email hate mail. Not low range. <laughs> and now I, I got to level with you people out there. If you're uh-huh. if you're a fan of the show, we haven't gotten an iTunes rating in quite a while. It would be really nice if we got a nice iTunes rating. It would make me feel very happy. Um, please do that. Please check us out on Stitcher if you're a mo- if you're an Android user. But just generally, like, it'd be nice, you know. <laughs> Help a brother out. Uh, check out gmwpodcast.com. We have a lot of cool guest blogs on there. Also, if you haven't, you know, if you get, haven't been paying attention, we had a nice interview with uh, Cheryl Texera, uh, Katie Hart. And uh, if you had checked that out, I would recommend it because I made it, so therefore it's good. And Because uh, America. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, hate mail. Hate mail. Send it. All right. So thank you guys for listening. And as always, dream... Try. Do good. Class dismissed. You dismissed that class, Keith. Yeah. All right. I dismiss it just like your communist propaganda. You say you want a revolution. Well, you know. We all want to change the world. You tell me that it's evolution. Well, you know. One morning, I shot an elephant in my pajamas. How he got in my pajamas, I don't know.